Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Honker Podcast. We appreciate everybody for downloading. Uh, it has been a great couple of months here, and First Family of Waterfowl was fantastic on YouTube. If you hadn't watched that yet, it's on our YouTube channel, the Big Honker Podcast. Go check it out now, and make sure that you get subscribed. This podcast is brought to you by none other than Shin Gear. They are they started as a waiter company. They are no longer a waiter company. They are a full blown uh, whatever you Apparel. need for a waterfowl. They got bibs, jackets. They've got all sorts of good stuff. Uh, Vest, caps, hats, t-shirts, hoodies. My favorite is the bibs. I torture tested them all last season, and they stood up to everything that I threw in front of them. So. I just threw them out of my luggage. Can't wait to wear them all week. Also, remember the Shin Film Fest is going to be October 21st yep. in Memphis, Tennessee. It is not too late. You can get yourself. Uh, they got tables for sale, and then they've also got for smaller parties. You can get a seat if you need one. Got college football all day Saturday. Going to have some film fest, food, drinks, have a good time. Be lots of things to buy there, and that's at shingear.com. We're also brought to you by Dirty Duck Coffee. I start my morning every single day with Dirty Duck Coffee, the Missouri Boat Ride Blend. It is the way to go. And if you're looking for a little afternoon pick-me-up, they now have a cold brew out. It is the King Eider cold brew, and that is how I spend my 3.30. So I am fully caffeinated, Dirty Duck Coffee, every single day. They've also got good-looking swag. You can go to their website, dirtyduckcoffee.com. You can get coffee shipped straight to your door or whatever merchandise you get. So go check them out. Also, we're brought to you by the boys up in Missouri, the Looking Glass Podcast. Head over to Patreon, and while you're at Patreon, you can look up the Big Honker Podcast because we have uh, three things a week that we release. But anyway, back to the, the Looking Glass guys. Patreon, subscribe to their account, and you can take part in everything that they got going on. They are hilarious guys. Logan and Rebel are some of the funniest guys that we have out here all season long, so they can keep you entertained for hours and hours. Uh, we're also brought to you by Lucky Duck. Best spinners on the market, best uh, blinds on the market, whatever you need. If you're a waterfowl hunter, they got something for you. We just put our order in with Lucky Duck, getting some spinners headed this way, some blinds, a little bit of flappers, maybe even a rotary. You never know. Lucky Duck has got a bunch of brand new products out there, and they are going to uh, help you be more effective out in the field. So if you're duck or goose hunting and you need some sort of gadget, Go to LuckyDuck.com. Get some stuff headed to you. Uh, also, we're brought to you by Ducks Unlimited. If you are a duck hunter, you should thank Ducks Unlimited because they are putting ducks back into the sky, uh, putting your hard-earned money at work. Uh, 80 cents out of every dollar that Ducks Unlimited raise, raises goes right back into conservation. So you can rest assured that your money is not being wasted. So help wherever you can. Ducks Unlimited. Com. Also, we're brought to you by Dive Bomb Industry. It is time for you to get skinny. Uh, duh, silhouettes, the way to go. They're quick, effective. They keep your trailer nice and neat all season long. You don't have to worry about the clutter of full bodies anymore. So, silhouettes are what we use every single day out here. If you are a spec hunter, Canada hunter, they got all sorts of species. They've also got floaters out. So, whatever you need. Die Bomb can help you out. If you're that guy that's hunting a river bar, a sandbar on a river or something, and you're having to take two or three trips back and forth in the truck, get you a five dozen silhouettes, carry them in there. The, the results are going to be as good or better than what you're doing, and it's going to be a lot less work on you. Best way to go there. 
DiveBombIndustries.com. We're also brought to you by the by the boys up at Pacific Calls. PacificCustomCalls.com is how you can see what all they got going on. The B uh, the BA Lester call is my favorite Lester call. They have two new calls out. The BBS, it's a big bore speckle call, and they got the BBG, a big bore goose call. They're both great. They run f- phenomenal. So if you are a speckle belly hunter and you're looking for a new spec call, uh, you can either go with the 530, which I run, or you can go the BBS. Either way, you're not going to be disappointed. Uh, and my favorite duck call is still the PCD. So it's got my stamp of approval on it. PacificCustomCalls.com is how you get a hold of them. Also, we're brought to you by Boss Shot Shells. It is time. Uh, the War Chief is out there now. It is a buffered shotgun shell, and it is going to add 10 yards to your range. So whatever results you see at 30, you will now see at 40. The War Chief is the real deal. We have shot it. Knocks the piss out of them. So if you're a guy that needs a little bit extra range, the War Chief is the way to go. They still make a legacy product. The The original stuff that they've been making for the last five years are still producing that stuff. So uh, if you're happy with that, keep ordering that. But Once you shoot Boss, you're never going to shoot nothing else. There's no reason to. One shot and it's dead. It takes one, one, one. It only takes one. You don't have to finish them up. You don't have to shoot cripples on the water. You don't have to worry about chasing a bird down three miles away. Shoot, boss. Two and three quarter inch, three five blend. That's the way to go, right there. Uh, we're also brought to you by MLR Graphics out of Breckenridge, Texas. Michael is a great guy, good Christian man, and he makes all of our shirts out here. You can custom order anything. You can do it online. They can sell stuff. They got all the big brand names. They can custom do it for Christmas is coming. If you want uh, custom work done for Christmas, look them up, mlrgraphics.com, mlrgraphics on Instagram, and they're out of Breckenridge, Texas. Next, we're brought to you by Mossberg. The 940 Waterfowl Gun is what we shot all last season. It held up seven days a week. Rain, mud, sand, whatever we threw at in West Texas, the Waterfowl 940, it held up. So uh, don't be sleeping on the Mossbergs. You see one in the gun case, take it for a test drive. You're going to like it. Mossberg.com. Uh, also, we're brought to you by Double T British Kennels. Mr. Corey has just had a litter of puppies. So now is the time. Uh, had a couple extra puppies that he wasn't expecting. So now's the time. If you were wanting a nice British lab, contact Corey. Uh, Britlabs.com and send him an email and he can tell you what we got to do. He stood up and and stood up for those, great, uh, those kids on that Gold Star hunt. Donated two different puppies to us. Folks, man's a... a as good a guy as you're going to meet, good as gold. The man is as good as gold. He raises great dogs. He does a great job training. Check him out, please. I highly recommend Corey Dudekin at Double T British Kennels. Next, we're brought to you by Hemp Hill Farms. Listen, getting older, is it's it's rough. You get allergies, different things start to hurt and ache. Hemp Hill Farm can help you with all natural CBD products. They have a nice salve that you can uh, rub onto whatever is aching. They've also got stuff in roll-ons. they got gummies. Uh, help, help with the ouchies. Go to hemphillfarm.com, farm with a PH, and uh, they will ship anywhere. So don't, uh, don't, don't be afraid to check them out. You know, listen, getting older sucks. You start aching. Sure helps to sleep. Two gummies every night make you sleep like a baby. There you go. Hemphillfarm.com. Next, we're brought to you by Alpha Outdoor Specialties, maker of the Stanfield Stool and the brand new Blind Caddy. I'm going to run that Blind Caddy all season long. You thought my tra- my trailer was organized. Wait until you see the blind with the blind caddy. Alpha Outdoor Specialties, if you've got an idea, they are a fabri- fabrication company. They can mock up whatever idea you got. They made the Stanfield stools. 
and they're going to save backs of waterfowl hunters and A-frames all season long. So check them out, Alpha Outdoor Specialties. Last but not least, we're brought to you by Stanfield Hunting Outfitters. Jeff, what dates we got left? I've got a few dates left in December. I don't have exact dates. I got December uh, 27, 28, 29, and 30. I can do a group. Uh, I've got a few weekdays here and there. I've got a couple of days still set aside for small groups of people. So if you've got one or two and you're wanting to hunt father or son hunts the week before Christmas, the week after, holler back at me, 940-658-3172 or stanfieldhunting.com. Thank you. God bless you and have a wonderful week. I think that's it. Okay. one all right it is the annual jeff skipped town and said figure it out yep so you got my lovely it. wife here you figured it out on your ninth anniversary of eviction notice day for reese <coughs> for reese andrew yep. ninth birthday my first birthing experience oh what a nightmare <laughs> and that's a pretty fun story and uh i don't know about fun well the fun part about it is um that you just got back from canada Mm -hmm. and you were in canada that year that i had well right before i had reese i was you made it home three days before i had reese and i'll never forget you were gone how long were you gone uh that second trip mm, two weeks Ish. And so, at our weekly doctor's appointments, the doctor knew you were in Canada. And so, at the end, they always check you and make sure how everything's going. And I'd go in, and he'd check my blood pressure. And, I mean, I was healthy the whole pregnancy. And so, he'd say, is Andy home from Canada yet? And I'd say, not yet. He'd say, okay, we're not checking you today. See you later. Goodbye. <laughs> so, I think you literally got home. The next day, we had a doctor's appointment. And I went into labor that day. We went yeah. to the movies. Probably got home on like Tuesday or Wednesday. Wednesday, because my appointment was Thursday. <clears throat> then went into labor. Yep. Cut her close. Real close. But. I had, I had faith you'd make it home. Yeah. I mean. And then we it's were. It's just the first child. That's not that important yeah. of a thing to witness. Yeah, okay. Uh, he'd have been all right. Mm-hmm. With Photoshop now, like, they wouldn't even had to... You don't have to sound insensitive. With Photoshop, like, I could have been there. 100%. You don't... Have you seen the pictures that Lexi did? Uh, of a birth? No. Oh. One day, uh, I had I had to leave early, so I didn't get to I didn't get to stay for the, for the pile pick. I said, just crop me in here. And she did. She did. Like, you can't even tell that I'm not there. There's some things about it that's kind of like, yeah, that might be fake. But overall, it's very good. Um, well, with, um, so to tell everybody the birthing experience. Um, 
So that night we went to the movie. Well, we met Michelle first. We met Michelle, had dinner, felt like I was having contractions, and of course told her. Then we went to movie. Or did we do the movie first? No, we did the movie after because you were having contractions and we needed to see if they were real. Oh, yeah. So we went to the movies. And then we, you said we went and walked to the mall. I didn't remember that. But then we decided, we live an hour and a half from the hospital. So we were like, let's just go ahead and get checked out. So, and I wasn't really in pain yet. They were just coming pretty frequently. So we went to the hospital. They sent us home. Woke up that next morning having them a lot stronger. So at some point that morning, we decided to go back go back they told us no still not time you're progressing but it's not enough yet well i have an aunt that lives there and so we decided to go to my aunt's house and uh, i think it was was it that day or was it the next day that we went to aunt sherry's and i threw up in the neighbor's yard i don't remember that's a lot like college (laughs) but do you remember that because i'll never forget i was so mad at you because i i guess it would have been friday so i had him saturday friday after I'd gotten checked and they said, you're not ready yet. Um, so we were like, well, let's just go to Aunt Sherry's. I'll take a bath. We'll take a nap. Maybe things will progress. We don't want to drive all the way back home. So I remember we were getting to her house and I was like, hurry, 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 hurry. And you were like, why? And I said, I'm about to throw up. And so I opened the door and you said, not in the neighbor's yard. And I'm like, <laughs> shut up. I'll throw up wherever I need to. <laughs> and I threw up all in the neighbor's yard. But they were happy whenever they got home and saw that. I'm sure. They may have seen it happen. They might have. Not the first time you've thrown up places you shouldn't. No. And I threw up whenever I was in labor with Jameson, too. Threw up with, apparently, throwing up during labor's my thing. Just a weak, weak stomach. Yep. Um, Have you seen this video? So there's a, there's a girl, um, it's had nothing to do with delivery, she just graduated college, and now she's boohooing because nine to five life is just too hard for her. <laughs> it's quite shocking when you go from partying in college to the real world. Trying to find it. The internet out here is atrocious today. That's probably why it took you five years to get your degree. What? <laughs> Aren't ready to be spit back out into the real world. Oh, I hate these things. But yeah, she's, she's boohooing. She's like, there's just no time. There's no time to do anything. I ha- it's an hour and a half back to my house. I don't feel like cooking. I don't feel like working out. There's no way I'm ever going to date. I can't find the man of my dreams. And it's like, well, you know, like, you know, maybe a little bit of tough luck, sweetheart. Like, or, figure it out. I mean, if that's not what you enjoy, like, maybe find something else you enjoy. I mean. <clears throat> yeah, but kids today don't have any grit. Like, mm-hmm. she didn't, you know, you and me, we both well, worked. That's what I was just about to say. We worked growing up, and nowadays you see more and more that kids aren't working, and they're still being handed all the things, and they didn't have to work to get there. I mean, but I can remember, I mean, mom and dad told me I didn't have to work when I first started college for the purpose of they wanted me to get it figured out and, and figure out how to study and all the things, but... I was like, I want to go party. I want to go to the movies. I want to do this, that, and the other. And, I mean, they paid for the things that I needed. But as far as being like, hey, can I have some money to buy some alcohol? Like, wasn't going to ask them for that. So, I got a job pretty quickly. Right. So that I could do my own things. 
your voice is way different from Jeff's, so I'm having to tinker around with your okay. settings a little bit. So, okay. If I seem distracted, I you, am. You are distracted. Um, but yeah, I think it's important to make sure that your kids have a little bit of adversity before they get out into the real world. Yeah. A little bit of pressure. A little bit of pressure when they're in a safe environment. Because like now, like that girl's screwed. Because, well, I mean, unless her parents are going to pay for everything. No, I mean, unless her parents are willing to uh, take her again. And um, Well, she's not screwed. She's just going to have to figure it out and adjust. That's what I'm saying. She is screwed in the sense that she is on her own now. Yeah. Unless her parents want to take her back... And take ownership of her and give her like an extended period. Like that's what college was supposed to be. College was supposed to be the time that you go out there and you kind of dip your toe into the water and you start to stretch a little bit. Well, I'm sure I don't know anything about the girl, but I am going to assume if she's having a meltdown after her first day at at her nine to five job, I don't think she had a whole lot of pressure in college. So she probably had her parents credit card. Uh, part of a sorority and just got some bullshit degree. And then now all of a sudden she's out into the real world and it's ready to just chew her up and spit her back out. Yeah. And a lot of kids that I went to college with were like that. But I mean, you and I both had parents that, and I was expected to do things around the house all the time. And even when I came home from college, I remember, um, I had my first house. And I had a lawn to take care of, and of course a house to clean. And I would come home, and Dad would still, you need to mow the lawn. And I remember one time, Mom was like, Charlie, you better quit doing that to her, or else she's not going to come home. (laughs) And I was thinking, "Uh, I have my own house to take care of. If I come home and have to do this, I'll just stay. Yeah. Because at that point, I was pretty much paying most of my bills, I think. But, you know, when your parents help you along the way, you're kind of in, indebted to them. Here it is. Forever. If I can play it. Like my first nine to five job after college and I'm in person and I'm commuting in the city and it takes me fucking forever <laughs> to get there. There's no way I'm going to be able to afford living in the city right now. So that's off the table. Like fucking duh. If I was able to walk to work and it w- it'd be fine, but I'm not. So it literally takes me like I leave here. Like I get on the train at 730 and I don't get home till like 615 earliest. And then like I don't have time to do anything. I don't I want to shower eat my dinner and go to sleep i don't have time or energy to cook my dinner either like i don't have energy to work out like that's out the window like i'm so upset oh my god (laughs) nothing to do with my job at all but just like the nine to five schedule in general is crazy being in the (laughs) office nine to five like if it was remote you get off at five and you're home and everything's fine but like i'm not home it takes me long to get home and like like people that drive to the office like it doesn't you don't get off at five and i know it could be worse i know i could be working longer but like i literally get off it's pitch black like i don't have energy how do you have friends like how do you have time to like you don't sweetheart meet mm-hmm. like that's a when guy. it starts i don't know like how do you have time for like dating off. like i don't have time for anything and i'm like so weekends <laughs> and i'm also gonna have a period so that's why i'm all emotional but like am i so dramatic it's fine yes you're dramatic but you don't have time for anything. Wait, but but that that was kind of my segue into this. Is like she's freaking out now, 
It's just her by herself. Yeah. You throw in a TV, you throw in a TV dinner and binge on Netflix for a couple hours and like, what else do you need at that, at that point? Wait till you get some little, uh, some dependence on you. That's what I was about to say. I'll take it up another notch. I remember, I mean, before we had Reese, my schedule was 7.30 to 5. And then, um, on Saturdays I would work 7.30. No, I probably went in later, maybe eight or nine to one. Yeah. And then I had a little baby meltdown when I had Reese. I was mm. like, this is bullshit. I'm not yeah. getting to see my kid. I'm st- I mean, he stayed up all night until he was one. So I was <clears> like, <throat> I'm not sleeping all night. And then I have to be like most, a lot of the times I'd be up at like five to feed him. I'd be up for an hour. And then I basically better just stay up because it's time to start getting ready for work. Yeah. So I was like, I'm literally about to die. I'm not seeing my family. I'm not taking care of things. Something's got to give. So, yeah, girl, try 7.30 to 5. Well, she does leave earlier than that. Like she said, her commute. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah. we've got a 30-second commute here. <laughs> so, she, I mean, you know. Well, and she is, she, she is, I mean, she's probably leaving the house at 7.30. Well, well, I think she said, didn't she? Yeah. Right? She said 7, 7.30. Yeah, she said I know, she I'm probably being bus. so be able to afford living in the city right now so that's off the table like fucking duh if i was able to walk to work and it w- it'd be fine but i'm not so it literally takes me it like- doesn't matter but anyway well, like our cousins they grew up small town 30 seconds to get to work and then moved to the city and we're like this is bullcrap yeah like we spend two hours at least every day just in traffic i couldn't do that when we were coming back from this last canada trip it was oh we were we were in traffic. He's calling you now. Um, <clears throat> in traffic, it's probably four o'clock. It's not even five o'clock rush hour, and it's bumper to bumper. Like people are trying to beat the rush hour, we're so they tr- create rush hour. And we're just trying to get into the pickup line. Right. Yeah. 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 That's so our, that. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have to be just a like a block, half a block down. Right. An extra three minutes. But. So like even like like we uh, we flew out the, the uh, this last time I think we flew out at like seven thirty, so we get there at like five, and there's already rush hour in the morning. I mean it's basically all the time, all the time. Because I mean lunch. Um, oh, forget about it. You got to eat at your eleven desk. o'clock. Like I mean, to me, there's no good time anymore. Oh. It was awful. I'd be in such a crabby ass mood. How could you? How could, I mean, I just don't. I just don't get why people don't leave the city, especially I mean, now. Like you can, re- you can work remotely, and I know a lot if, of people are. But if I if I had to do that every single day, I would. Well, if you grew seriously up in the city, consider, if you grew up in the city and you know no different, I mean, just like when we were in tech at tech, we adjusted and the traffic. Te- Lubbock wasn't, wasn't like that. Well, not like that, but it's still way worse than Knox City. Like, even when we go back to Lubbock, it's like, oh, my gosh, it takes 45 minutes just to get anywhere, just to get from here to there. And we get a little aggravated. Well, when we lived there, it wasn't a thing. But now, I mean, when you're used to two minutes to get all the way across town. I also realize how precious time is now, and mm-hmm. I hate wasting it. Exactly. Like, when you're young, you got all the time in the world to waste. Yeah. So, if you're stuck in traffic, it's like, oh, it's no big yeah. deal. I got I got, I, I got, to get places. Yep. I got to be there. Yep. So, sitting in traffic is, oh. No. I, I, would, I, would, I would consider Harry Carey if I had to do that every day. Yeah. Just run my car right into a telephone pole. 
as fast as I can. Yep. We've got a pretty good, easy, <clears throat> slow-paced life. We. It's not slow-paced. It just doesn't take very long to get anywhere. Yeah. We're it's, always it's, on the go. It, well, yeah, but it's it's slower than, than some people's. Well, I mean, just the, the traffic alone or the time that they waste. Yeah. Doing other things. Yep. But don't. Now we're going to make all these people start flooding in Knox City. <laughs> well, not Knox City, but just anywhere. Yeah. Small towns. Get out of the big city. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a cesspool. Yep. We're pretty fortunate. What did you think of uh, everything that's gone on in Israel? You have no idea. Yes, I do. Oh. Me, me and Mimi watched it. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. What does she, she say? She's all upset. Why? Well, she wants to know what's been destroyed and, you know, artifacts and history and innocent people getting killed. And, you know, it's a. Sh- she's sad because this is what her grandchildren are going to, you know, she said, it makes me really sad that y'all don't get to grow up in the world that I got to grow up in. She said, we stayed gone all day long riding our bikes. and It's safer now than it was back then, too. And and that's the thing. Everybody always says things like that, but like there was probably kidnappings and stuff then too. You just didn't. It wasn't as publicized. I mean, no, there's way more. It's not even a debate. Yeah, crime has gone down precipitously. I think is the word. Um, I just saw a video on this the other day. Um, if you look at like I think the worst time. I think the most violent time. You know was. You know, you could be abducted at any time whenever she was a kid. And nobody knew any better. And you probably didn't have a chance to find your kid. You ready? I Uh, mean... We live in a time where if a bus drives into a crowd of protesters, kills 10 people, that's world headlines for a day. It's national headlines for a week. It's local headlines for a month. Between 1939 and 1945, 1,000 humans were killed per hour. Of every hour between 1939 and 1945. That doesn't happen today. Yes, we have war. We have conflict. People are dying. It's not like that. Not like that. It is not like that. Not long before that, there was another world war. Plus a pandemic on top of it that ultimately killed more people than the world war did. So So less people are dying. Yes. We have more people and fewer people are dying and fewer people are living in poverty. We live in sort of safer times than ever before, even if it doesn't feel that way. For the last 30 years, they've asked people, are you safer this year than you were last year? No, it's more dangerous. For 27 out of 30 years, people have said it's more dangerous than the previous year. In those years, the crime rate has dropped precipitously the entire time. So this slang of fear. That's what sells evening news. That's what I was going to say. That, I mean, that's the problem is like, I don't want to let my kid go right around town because we know about other people being abducted. Like back then, they didn't really know about that. And I don't know of anybody that's been ever been abducted in, in our town. In our town. But remember that time I told you that story when I was a little kid? No. Me and Megan and my cousins were swimming in the backyard, and I saw this man peeking around the bushes. And, like, I was a little kid. It wasn't like I was, like, a teenager. Somebody was checking me out. Like We were little kids swimming in the backyard, and this guy in a hat was peeking around our bushes. And I was like, hey, Dad. And he took off and running, and we were like, that is not Dad. And so Megan ran after him, and he, like, ran across the field. I mean, we don't know who he was, obviously. I mean, he wasn't supposed to be there. Well, I mean, you did have some creepy neighbors. 
They didn't run to their house. <laughs> Why would you do that? Neighbor. Why would you do that? That'd I be a dead like, giveaway. It was a man, and at that time, that guy was probably... I mean, we were kids, so uh-huh. he was probably in junior high. Like, well, he was I mean, a man. If, if, if you are peeking in your neighborhood, like, you don't run to your house, and everybody knows who's peeking. Because mm. then you tell your parents, like, hey, crazy, crazy Bob down the street is looking in our bush. We saw him go in his house. Well, well, and I mean, like, now I, it's a confrontation. Well, I felt like we, we saw his face, too. It wasn't anyone that you we knew. You didn't recognize him? Yeah. We were like, that's not dad. What field did he run? The one behind? Uh, like, like where uh, Dean and Danielle lived. Oh, he ran like, away. He, he ran, started running that way. And Megan took off after him. Oh. And I ran in the house and told mom. And then mom started freaking yeah. out. Because she was like, what now if he... Sudden, yeah, what if he ends up turning <laughs> around and snatching <laughs> Megan? Pretty easy to pretty easy to do. Yeah. But I think... Now, I mean, obviously... <clears throat> What's going on in Israel is way different. It, it doesn't pertain to this, but yeah. the older, a lot of the older people would have you believe that things are terrible now, and we do have our share of problems. But as far as like safety goes, you're way safer now than you were back in the seventies. Yeah. Jeff and I have argued about this all the time. He doesn't believe it for whatever reason, but the data's out there. And as far as like, I mean, this is nothing new that's going on over there. Like they've been fighting this way for. Centuries. Yeah. You know? Everybody thinks that it's their holy land. So. I mean, it hasn't always been a consistent fight. I mean, on and off. Yeah, but I mean, it's always, they're always going back and forth with each other. Yeah. It's just what it is. There's too many religions that think that that's their, that's their holy land. Yep. Do you think that the Bible will ever change? What do you mean by that? I mean, so I read recently that they found a book, and I can't remember what book it is, but they found it, and they're going through the vetting process to see whether or not it is legit. Mm-hmm. Do you think that there's ever a time where they'll find something and be like, oh yeah, this needs to go in? No. You don't think so? No. You think it's been the Bible for too long, and yeah. they're like, we're not going to monkey with it? Yep. Really? What if it was like earth shattering, like pinned by Jesus himself? And what proof are they going to have of that? I don't know. Like, what proof do they have of any of it? I mean, they did at some point. I mean, far enough back they did. I mean, and then it kept carrying on. But now, if it's just discovered, whoever was attached to it, like, is long been dead. Yeah. April, what now? I mean, most of the Bible, especially the Old Testament, was just oral tradition that was passed on. It wasn't written for a long time. It was just stories that were brought down. Yay or nay? Scientists have found a hidden chapter of the Bible text written more than 1,500 years ago. They uncovered the scripture after applying ultraviolet light to a manuscript about ancient Christian stories and hymns housed at the Vatican Library. The page features eleven through chapters eleven through twelve from Matthew, providing more detail than today's standard gospel. The man who made the discovery says the gospel text found in the reused manuscript contains the so-called Syriac translation of the gospels. I had a customer that, that was, was written in April. I had a customer. They, um, I guess, last week were supposed. They were going on a. It wasn't a mission trip, but they like 
like the whole church had kind of gotten together and they were going to go, they were calling it a Holy Land trip and they were all going. And um, she said, luckily she had bought travel insurance, but she said travel insurance was still kind of like trying to balk at the situation because that's going like, on over there now. Well, them canceling because of what's going on Are over there. Yeah. Because she said like in the, in the fine print, it said like, terroristic attack of where you're going to and she said like it hadn't actually happened in the town that they were staying at Still, like it was 30 minutes away it's open season over 30 there. minutes away from where they were staying she was like are you kidding me <laughs> could you imagine like you would have to feel like such a scumbag if like you were like oh no you can't get out of this and then yeah. they go and then something bad happens to them yeah You'd have to feel like a scumbag. Yeah. Did they get out of it? I mean, it? she felt pretty... I mean, they canceled anyways. She just had to figure had out to, if she was getting her money back. But, um, I mean, they've got to give them their money back. There's no way. But I'm uh, sure I'm sure because of all this, I mean, that's happening left and right. People are canceling? Yeah. But think about all the people that pay for insurance. Think of all the money that they've made on, right. un, people that didn't on use unused it? insurance policies. I mean... We never buy insurance, Mm-mm. but um, somebody posted the other day that there's an insurance policy, basically, like you pay for a whole year for travel insurance, mm-hmm. and it's not that expensive. So basically, if you Covers travel, all of your trips? Yep, all your trips. So I've been thinking, like, now that we travel more and more, we ought to do something like that hmm. to cover a whole year. I'm for not traveling at all. Mm-hmm. It's it it Jesse. Don't listen Too to bad. what. Don't listen to what we. Just, that was only in America where it's Too, safer today. Too it's, bad. It's a it's a it's it's a crime ridden cesspool everywhere else. Too bad. You're traveling, and you'll like it. You got the cartel in Mexico. You can't go anywhere now. Hmm. And I don't know why you would want to go anywhere now. Like mm-hmm. we've made we've made at home so good. The TVs are great. You know, and how you got, often do I watch the TV? Well, for you, not very often. Exactly. But so, what do I do at home? What do I do at home? You all keep day a house long? running. You keep a house running. Yeah. Yes. Yes. What have I been doing all? Listen, morning? you don't want to sound like that girl on Twitter. No, I'm just telling you. Okay. Vacation where Juan's bringing me, mm-hmm. all, making all my drinks, nachos by Listen, the pool. Don't, don't, be, don't be racist about it, all right? You don't know his name's Juan. Okay, what well, uh, What were... Do you remember what our guys' names were at no. St. Lucia? No, I don't have any idea. I can't remember. Uh, Jer- Jared. No. Jared the butler. Nuh-uh. Ollie, hi! No, uh, Garvin's butler. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Garvin. So, okay. I can have Garvin blow up my floaties... Have me a piece of chocolate cake whenever we come back from swimming all day. A nice bubble bath. He did that too. Who's doing that for me at my house? I'll run you a bubble. If it if it sta- if it keeps me from being a part of a terroristic plot, then have you felt unsafe any of the places we've gone so far? No, but it's coming. I have. Where? Guess where that was? Where in the United States? <laughs> oh yeah, L.A. <laughs> That's, that's a terrible place. That's probably the only place I can think of that was pretty bad. So you really don't think that, like, if they vet that this could go, like, because they said part of it is Matthew. You don't think that they could tack on a couple extra chapters to Matthew or something? No. 
Why not? I don't understand. And then what Why are not? they going? Then what are they going to do? Pull all the bobbles that they have on the shelves right now? They're going to they pull all of those out. They would. They do reprints all the time. You know how many bobbles? The number are out one selling there? book in the world. Exactly. You would just have to have a little asterisk by it. I don't see why we would limit it. I don't know. You asked my opinion, and that's what I told you. But I don't. Uh, I don't. I'm trying to wrap my head around your opinion, because like, if you get something that is earth shattering and furthers the message, I don't know why you would want to keep that out of there. I don't know. So you say no. It is the way it is, and we're done with it. That's what I think. That's boring. Do you think that there are more books out there that could have gone into the Bible? I don't know. I've never... Should have maybe gone into the Bible. I don't know. I didn't go to um, ministry school. Monastery. Yeah, monastery. I was thinking ministry and... Yeah. You were close. Yeah. And I think it's my... Maybe you're right. I don't know. I think it's monastery school. I don't know. I just think that if you found something that really, really, like drove a point home that you would want it out there for everybody to read. There's a Well, bunch. who's the one that's <clears throat> going to decide that's the other thing? Uh, you would have to have a committee, just like the people that put the Bible together like it is today. I think it was the uh, um, Constantinople, I think, is what it was. You know who'd love to talk to you about this? Who? Mimi. Why? Because she loves this kind of stuff. What? Just, she would love to talk to you about that. She's much more knowledgeable than I am. I think it was, what was it? Let's see what it was. She would probably know that too. Councils of Carthage. I, it was something else. I know it was. Uh, Council of Nicaea. That's the one I was thinking of. What was I thinking? Oh, Constantinople. I think he was the guy that ran Rome whenever they put it together. I think he put together... The Council of Nicaea in 325 CE, which I think is AD now. I don't think that they say, I don't know what CE is. Yeah, Emperor Con Constantinople and the church authorities banned problematic books that didn't conform. Oh, well, that's, oh, that's the Da Vinci Code. Is what that's talking about. I heard Jameson a minute ago. Is Tony in there or something? Mm -hmm. Okay. I didn't know if Jameson needed us. <clears throat> no, he'll come in and tell you whenever he needs you. Um, but anyway, I don't know. I just think that it could be uh, could be updated, maybe. I think you know you ought to know me by now. I'm one of those people that kind of just takes it as it comes. I think my head is too full of all of my daily tasks that <laughs> the first how did the bible what books made the cut and what did not first was authorship whether it was believed to have been written by apostle by paul or by someone close to them mark for example was an apostle but an interpreter for peter the second was criterium Oh, the second criterion was antiquity, the older texts taking priority over newer ones. The third was orthodoxy, or how well the texts conform to the current Christian teachings. So, that's how they got that together. Hmm. I don't know. That whole thing is super interesting to me, for whatever reason. 
like <clears throat> men put it together. A holy book, but a group of people were the ones that put it together. So I can't help but feel like there's some agenda mm. in the putting together of the Bible. What are you saying? Men have agendas? I'm saying that you wouldn't want anything in there that would go against your way of... Yeah, you've said that before. ...making money, You're just your general way of life. You wouldn't want anything in there. I mean, women were property back then. You don't want them figuring out that they got equal rights. Like, oof. That'd be awful if we find out that they, they can leave the house out of that. We're, we're, we're going to let them out of the kitchen? That'd be awful. So I think a lot of things that were in there or that got put in there were potentially uh, for ill-gotten gains. I, did, I mean, to me, it depends on how you look at it. Like, just those scriptures we were reading in Sunday school, like, some people could find that offensive, like how it was talking Which about ones? how the, the man is is ahead of the wife and right. the woman should be submissive. Yeah, but to me, I mean, it it just depends on how you take that. I don't I don't mind saying that you're head over me because I mean you respect me, so it's not like if it's done in the correct way. It's not, I mean, you're the one that takes the responsibility of the house. Mm -hmm. And so, to me, that's a bigger deal than than what we're saying my duties are. The yeah. burden of the whole, I mean, to me, when I read it, it's not anything demeaning to me, is what I mean. So... So, you talking about, oh, do we want these women to figure out? Like, you saying there's an ill... It, well, I mean, and there's passages about how um, you're supposed to treat your slave and how slaves are supposed to honor their slave masters. Like, you know, it's kind of saying everybody's created equal in the eyes of God, wink, wink. But it's like, if you're a slave, just enjoy your burden. Don't rise up. You know what I mean? Well, you're debating the wrong person. I'm not debating that. you. I'm just having a conversation. I'm not. I'm not trying to debate you at all. I'm just no. saying that there's a lot of things in there that uh, don't make much sense. Well, like you said, times are different now, so maybe they're just not going to. That would be another scary thing: is if they took out some of the some of that unsavory aspects of it. Yeah, I'm not for that. I just mean, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not for censorship. I just mean if there was something new out there, I think it should be put in. But I don't think we should take anything out just because it's a little squeamish. Yeah. You know? Yep. I don't know. That's just me. But <clears throat> anyway. Have, have uh, Did you and Jeff have a podcast about your Canada trip? Nope. Not yet. You didn't? Not yet. Got to wait for him to get back. He left the uh, day after. Right. Ollie. Um, we got back, what, Friday? And then he left Saturday well, well, yeah, evening. Yeah, so let's do the timeline on us. So you got back. Well, I left Friday. Yeah, okay. So I had to leave for work Friday. Yep. 
I left at like four thirty. You got home at what eight? Um, In the afternoon. I think so. I left at four thirty. You got home at like eight. You and the boys were supposed to be on the road. What time was the game? Like ten? Mm-hmm. Reese had flag football. It was supposed to be at ten. You texted me at seven in the morning saying Reese didn't feel good and you didn't think y'all were going. Mm-hmm. And so, and Jeff and Michelle were going to go to the game and then go. No, they weren't going to go to the game. Oh, they said they were. They Mm-mm. changed their mind. Yeah. Because Jeff had stuff to do out here and then they, um, they were in Dallas that night. Either <coughs> way. Sunday morning. Reese had. Didn't want me to work, and normally I wouldn't, but it was a big opportunity, so I had to work. And um, OnlyFans accounts getting up and running. Yeah, but uh, I was sure glad I made the call to work since he ended up right not, not playing anyways. <clears throat> he told me he hoped I made a million dollars. Well, everybody, he to disappoint you. I did not make a million dollars. Have we talked about this yet? Because I feel like we have. Many of you know that you can hire your children into your business. Yes. And you can actually pay them thirteen thousand eight hundred and fifty dollars in two thousand and twenty three and they pay no taxes. Yeah. Better right. yet, you get a tax deduction for doing that. Even more so if you are the only owner in that business, you're um, a sole proprietor or an LLC, sole member LLC, uh, you don't even have to pay payroll taxes, neither you or the child. Now here's where it becomes significantly important. You can now, because your child has earned income, you can now take $6,500 that nobody paid taxes on, put that $6,500 into a Roth IRA, and that money grows tax-free forever. Now, don't challenge me on the math, but if you put $6,500 in a Roth IRA for a 14-year-old child, and that money grows, let's say, at the rate of the S&P 500, right? Nine, 10%, whatever the S&P's done historically. By the time that child is 60, they have well over a million dollars, and it's all tax-free. And that was a one-time contribution of $6,500. Well, hold on, dude. I don't know if we have any... He said, if you start when they're 14, well, what are we saying? I think he said... We're paying them till they're 60 years old? Didn't he say that was a one-time thing? $6,500 $6,500 over the course of 45 years. Is that what he's saying? No, I figured he meant like every year. Every if year? You pay them $6,500. Well, like, what's your math, dude? Like, are you paying them until they're 18? So is that for four years? Are you paying them until they're 30? Now, part I of mean, that, though, is... I mean, 100%, because our, our investments, like, show you the trend. Right. And, no... That's not going to be a million dollars if you do it one time. I wouldn't think so either, but... It's not going to be. But, like, what what have we decided with that? That's not going to work for us just because you have to pay them... No, I mean, I think Jason told us, like, that, I mean, they need to be older. But I thought that there was some wacky tax thing. Or maybe maybe that was if we set up a Roth IRA for them. You yeah. have to like pay them, yeah, pay does. them quarterly or something like that, or you'd have to have them on salary. But if you're paying them thirteen five a year, then theoretically you would have them on salary. I I don't know. I know he said that it wasn't what we needed to do right <clears throat> now. The rich people have it figured out. 
Like they know how to screw the loopholes. They knew how to. They know how to screw the government. I'm not smart enough to. Like I'm all for not paying taxes, but they know how to not pay taxes the legal way. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're they're don't want to pay it. Well, let's just let's hire somebody to uh, figure out how to how to get around this loophole. That's like uh, the UFC's doing away with um, their drug testing agency. Well, somebody, so a lot of people are like, well, like if you've got money, you can pass a drug test no matter what. Really? Yeah, like you hire somebody that knows, like steroids. I mean, if you've got enough money, you can hire a team that you can take steroids, and they can tell you when the best time to come off of them is, and you'll never Gosh. get popped for a drug test. Mm. Gosh. So, like, basically, all it does. They're doing it anyways. Basically, all it does is catch uh, the dumb people. It, well, not that it catches <laughs> the poor people. Yeah. It it disproportionately affects people that are just starting out in that sport yeah. because they don't have a team that can tell them, okay, this is safe to take then, and you need to come off of this so many weeks before the before the test, and so that's the thing with the rich, like. You hire a good team, and uh, what I tell you when we were watching the Johnny Depp trial, I said, I mean, all like they had their workers come up and witness. Did Did you hear that fight? Did you hear anybody get hit? Are you kidding me? Like they're really gonna lose their three million dollar job over saying that he hit her or she hit him or whatever? Like, no, absolutely not. Yeah, but she had like, money too. She could have paid these people. She could have paid were, them to they say They were whatever. his workers. They were his workers. Well, you she think, should have paid them well, You think that they're going to take a one-time bribe over a job for their life? No. I mean, but, I mean, on both sides of it. Like, her people can lie. His people can lie. You do That's think why... she took a dump on his pillow, though? No, oh, yeah. You do? Yeah. She what Did she blame the dog? Yes. No. No. She, that right I mean, there is grounds like, alone. Absolutely, like they were in an argument, and a dog happened to poop on your pillow mm. that night. <laughs> no, you definitely pooped on his pillow. But that's—I mean, I don't—I don't trust any famous rich people because, I mean, just like I've told you, there was a guy that I knew that called and would tell the cops when he was speeding, and he was a person with money and power. And guess what? They looked the other way whenever. He was coming through town. Mm. So, yeah, money can know. buy a lot of things. But she's crazy. And he is too. No, nah, she's more crazy. No, nah, I thought he was crazy too. But they both, both shouldn't have been together. Crazy? No, they're both equally crazy. No, they didn't need to be together. It's a wonder that none, nobody died in that. I guess Britney Spears just wrote a uh, autobiography. Oh my goodness, a, bu <clears throat> a book memoir. No, I, yeah, she tells all. Ooh, I kind of want to read that. And see <laughs> she, why she's so messed up. <laughs> she tells everything. She talks about. So it's going to be a bestseller just because of that. Because we're all trying oh, to it's figure all, out. It's all over. It's all over TikTok right we're now. We're all trying to figure out why she's so messed up. It's all over. Like every. Half of I don't know how I get the girly algorithm on TikTok, but apparently I do. you're looking at girls all the time. I, I guess I get somehow I get like the the teenage chick 
uh, TikTok feed. So, um, was there anything? She said Justin Timberlake cheated cheated on her all the time, and she was so in love that she overlooked it. I've been seeing all the Justin Timberlakes. I mean, I didn't see that. I've just been seeing because I just keep scrolling, but I've been seeing pictures of him. See, I stopped, and now I get all Mm -hmm. I get them all the time. You know what I get all the time? What? Apparently, I watch financial things because I I get get all the. Oh, I get them all the time, but I do watch them because I find them very fascinating. (laughs) But I'm like, oh, we already do that. Oh, we already do that. When yeah. they talk about like the strategies, I'm like, oh. She said her and Colin Farrell. Yeah, he was like my biggest crush. It was when more. I was it was. Kid. It was like a. Uh, what did she say? Um, he was a lot older than her. <clears throat> she said it was. I can't remember what I can look it up real quick. She said it was almost like a mugging or something. Like they were just so passionate that when they got alone, it was just ripping each other's clothes off and hmm. quite steamy. I didn't even know they. I mean, maybe. Oh, no, it, it was short. It was short. It was short. Maybe they I didn't think. date. I think <laughs> it was short lived. They just were having relations. I'll find it. Um, you were talking about uh, money thing. This will hurt you to listen to. Is the middle class on its deathbed in 2023, or are people just complaining and freaking out on social media for no reason? This is one of those stories that to me is just fascinating. I can't look away from it. And so to look at how far our financial health has fallen. Let's skip ahead. Maybe. Hmm. That's juicy. What? It's frozen. Oh. Well, could you just tell me what it said? No, I, I can't remember these numbers. Like he breaks it down. Like what a basket of groceries cost back in the day. What houses cost back in the day. What uh, salaries well, were. I mean, we've seen that. Like, I've even seen that trying to find Haven a vehicle. Like, my first car, my Cobalt, I think mom and dad paid $8,000 for that. And, it, I mean, it wasn't that used. It was a like, good car. Yeah, it was a good car. It maybe had 15,000 miles on it. Like, it didn't have that many miles on it. And then, like, trying to find Haven something... It's now, like if you want to buy something for $8,000, it's going to have like 200,000 miles on it. 473%, which is interesting. If my math... But back in 1983, the median price of a single family home was $75,300. And in 2023, the median price of a single family home. What? Many of those homes Pause are the a same second. homes that existed and were built in... Well, I told you, Mimi told me how much they built their house for. Mm. And it's a nice house. How much? $25,000. Really? $25,000 they built their house for. And it's a nice house. It's one, two, three bedroom, two bath. Very good size house with a basement. $25,000. And now, um, what it says right here? Built in 1983, the median price for those is now four hundred and thirty-one thousand. Four hundred thirty-one thousand dollars for a median. Well, remember today. what Trevor and Haley told us? How much a house where they live correct, goes for? Home prices have gone no. up. I think they said like three hundred and fifty thousand, like a lower end house. Because remember, mm-hmm. whenever Trevor they came over, he was like, "Oh my gosh." Mm. There's this oh, house yeah. for sale in Seymour, and it's 160000 And we're like, oh, gosh, that's expensive. Mm-hmm. He said, what? He said, uh, 
yeah, a low end house where they live in Washington goes for like three fifty on the low end people's ability to earn but it doesn't stop there because in 1983 the average price of a new car was nine thousand one hundred and seventy five dollars and in 2023 the average cost of a brand new car in the united states is forty eight thousand. well you got to figure too they have more technology in the cars now too like well that's i mean why they're going up because they're I, more bells and whistles i'm not debating any of that but you it's you get you're doing it on a median income of seventy six thousand right. dollars well, just like Christy told us, you know, she said back whenever she graduated college, like you you start off making this amount mm -hmm. and you paid this much for college. She's like, now you start off making this amount and you paid this much for college. Like, it's not, it's not, <laughs> the income's not shifting enough. I kind of hope the boys don't go to school. Yeah, I do. Just I mean, because it's just there can be so many opportunities for them and not have to pay for college. Well, and I mean, it's just it's an indoctrination it's, anymore. Yeah. Like you go there to basically get brainwashed for four years. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you take and it wasn't it wasn't that way when I was when I was there. I got my well, basics out of the way at a smaller school and then I went to tech just to basically get my major. But I don't really, There, I guess there was a class where it kind of felt like indoctrination. I had a black professor, and she was um, <clears throat> trying to tell me how, um, it was about affirmative action. Do you know what affirmative action is? It's where you have to, basically, you have to have so many minorities. Mm -hmm. You have to give them a job, mm -hmm. whether they're qualified for it or not. It's kind of how I felt last night when I was watching um, Southern Charm. <laughs> On the surface, it seems like a really, really good idea because it's you know you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a group of minorities who might not get a who might not even get an interview, right? And now you're bringing them to the table. So on there, the surface, yeah. it seems like a pretty good. It seems like a pretty good idea, but like when you're whenever you take it, over. whenever you take it to it to its extreme, like let's we'll use the fire department for an example. Ron's always said like his PT test was you got to be able to lift whatever it is, 185 pounds above your head. But if you're a girl, it's the bar is lowered to 135 pounds. Mm -hmm. But what if you? Get it doesn't into matter if you're a fire. What if you get into a situation and you got to lift right. a two hundred and thirty pound person? Like so, she was hired based off of affirmative action, where she right. shouldn't. Three guys missed out on a job because they had a quota to fill. Right. So, she was you know she was pretty hard pushing for that, but I don't know. I guess that was about the only time that but I felt like... I just think of so much like... I was getting brainwashed. Like, you're going to school to learn more about <clears> this. <throat> like, Dad even tells me all the time, because I tell him that he wasted his money. My dad made me go to tech, and um, because I was valedictorian, I had my scholarship, blah, blah, blah. But I always wanted to be an esthetician, and so I was like, you wasted your money, and he's like... You're a six. I went to school for business, and so he was like, "You're a successful business owner, so I didn't waste my money." Right. Well, ask me how much I actually learned about business. I really didn't. Like they threw, they throw in so much bullcrap that you're never going to use again. You know your basics. Everybody has to take this. 
there's so much of the bull crap in there that you don't need. Yeah. But they're just trying to get money off of you. Mm-hmm. But it's so expensive now, and mm-hmm. I really don't feel like... I, I, I really, really think that there's going to be a big, big shift in America. Yeah. When this group of people that are in their late 50s, early 60s, finally starts to retire, like that's a big proportion of people that are still working today. Well, and there's going to be a lot of positions. Like plum- I know I, in one of my last videos, I made fun of plumbers, but plumbers have saved more lives than doctors have. I mean, if you just look at the sanitation that they provide over the course of human history, plumbers have saved more lives than doctors. I mean, nobody talks about that. Well, to and, me, <clears throat> I'm not paying for my kids' college unless they're hit going big. Doctor, doctor, lawyer. I mean, if they're going to go for some big money careers. I disagree with that. So you're going to pay for them to go and make... Uh, Glenn Hill posted um, how much the average teacher makes. $33,000 a that? year. Yeah. yeah. So you're going to pay... $80,000 for them to go to college and make $33,000? If they want to be a teacher, you what have I mean, to have like a degree. Things you, like that. But you have to have a degree if you're going to be a teacher. And if, and if one of the boys feels like their calling is to sculpt young minds and make a difference in the world that way, then why would you not want to pay for it just because it's a bad investment? I guess we'll figure that, that out. But I mean, how can you there, tell them, like, oh, I'm uh, only going to pay for college if you go to be a lawyer? I'm not saying I, I'm going to push them to try to do something big if they want to go to college. I thought I wanted to be a teacher. You thought you wanted to be a teacher. Right. I don't, I don't, I don't, and we see I don't how understand. that turned out. I, I still don't understand your original argument, though, is I'm not going to pay for college unless they shoot for the moon. Just like you said, if, they if your investment's not, if the investment's not... If but they feel like they're better. It, they feel like they're bettering their life by going to attend this school. Well, we'll figure that out when we get there. But I'm I'm not first off for it. What do you mean? I mean, for if, what? if your kid wants to jump off, jump off a, a bridge because that's what they think's best for them, that's what we're gonna. Now want you're them to you're do. equating ju- jumping off of a bridge to going to college. I'm saying I'm saying that my stance as a parent can affect what they decide to do. And so I'm going to try to encourage them to have big dreams if they want to go to college. I'm telling you right now, Reese is not going to be a lawyer. He's got way too big of a heart. Oh, Could you imagine him? And probably not a doctor either because he's got, he'd be crying on the operating table. Very, very compassionate. But I'm sitting here thinking like that kid can argue. He can argue a lot. He <laughs> he'll can, have to, he can right, yeah. He's he'll, ha- he'll, have to be a, he'll have to be a certain. Is type there of, a job yeah. to be a negotiator? Yeah, it's. Um, he needs to be a negotiator. <laughs> arbitrator, isn't it? Isn't that the word? I don't know, but that's what. He's got a big heart, and that mm-hmm. scares me. Yeah. Like because. <clears throat> it's a good and a bad thing. I want my kid to care like he's told me lately like but the other part of it sometimes you think kids that care like that will let people run over them well he's recently been telling me this one kid's been bullying other kids and he's been taken up for those kids right but i just i just mean yeah no i mean that's good like and like we're gonna get him started with jujitsu and everything but i just 
I don't know. He's just got such a big heart. And there's so many kids that don't have any sort of positive interaction with any adult. Like, there's a lot of kids out there that are just, you know, they're broken down every mm-hmm. single day. Well, I even see and that. And those people are dangerous. Like With some of the kids that Reese goes to school with, like a kid I can think of that I don't necessarily like, but I'm like, he's like that because I know what his home life is like. Well, I mean, and, and, and then like, you know, you factor in the kids that are in the city or the kids that are in the projects. And I mean, it's a, you, you realize, I mean, you've always known as a dangerous world, but like whenever you become a parent, you real you're, you're acutely aware you see of, it on a different, of how bad, yeah. how broken people are and like how dangerous they are. And, like there was a video just the other day. Uh, the guy, the guy was, uh, it was in New York and, you know, you can put politics aside. <clears throat> He's a Democrat and for, uh, a lot of wacky things, but he was on a date sitting on a park bench with his girl, with his girlfriend or with his date that night. And they were walking, going home. Guy had already gone past him. And then like he stops at the end of the block and, when this guy and his date start walking, he comes and just like freaks out, stabs the guy, kills him. I think he slits his throat. You watched a video of that? Yeah. It's a security cam. Security footage of it. But you you well, just... Did, huh? Is there a way for me to play from my phone on there? What do you need? This thing mom sent me. Uh, you can airdrop it to my computer. Let's see. This one's scary. You got to airdrop it. Okay, oh. Well, uh, it was on Instagram, so... Here, Airdrop it. But I don't have it saved on my phone. <laughs> Let me see it. I mean, this really isn't totally pertaining to what you just said, but we were talking earlier about... You said it's on Instagram? Yeah. Um, well, here I can send it to you on Instagram. I've already done that. Oh, so do I have it yet? Yep. Well, I, I think should I've, always I lock think your I've door. I've seen this one before, but still. So he rang the doorbell. Be aware of your no, this is like this is basically so showing it and then rewinding it. That's why you lock me in whenever you leave the house. I do. <laughs> He's ready to do a home invasion, huh? Yeah. I mean and get them I don't think of she's she, coming to steal any of her things oh right she locked it yeah I've I've had some of my customers come in and lock, they'll lock the door behind like, them because I think that that's just what they do at their house you know right because that's what I that's the first thing I do um as soon as I go in the house I'll lock the door have you there was this ring video doorbell um This one was really, really creepy if I can find the one. Um, which, like, now it's, like, spooky season, so, <laughs> like, that's all you see now. 
Um, While you're looking, I'm going to go use the bathroom. All right, I'll find it. We'll take a break. Okay. And we're back. Okay, so this guy's in Vegas. Oh, what? I've seen this. Yeah? Are you sure? Who are you? Hey, I just had a couple questions. I just wanted to ask you about a baby Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, what I'm looking for is for the girl that's in the house to come out here because I'm going to make her in Do you have her open the door? I'm going to rape and kill the girl that's on the other side of the store when she lets me in. Fuck that. I, I want yeah. to rape her in here because I have a knife and a gun. Yeah, and I just, uh, I'm going to knock on her door again. That's creepy. Isn't that her husband that's yeah. answering it too? And he's not there. Yeah. Threatening the like, woman. You know how helpless. Could you imagine how that would feel for the husband? Especially in Vegas. Like, it's going to be 10 minutes before the cops get there, probably. Yeah. So it's like, just pray to God he doesn't go hammering on the door. Or pray to God you have a gun in the house and you've told your called your wife and said... Maybe they don't. Get your... That, but that's what I'm saying. Pray that you do. Because if you don't, you better get you a kitchen knife and... Be prepared. I've seen those. Uh, you know, it's it's Halloween season. Um, it's uh, can you survive a Michael Myers attack? Because you know they're always walking. Yeah. So you're like, you know, like how how can you not outrun them? But like they showed it, and like people that are that are running, and like they do a Michael Myers pace behind them, and most of the time he gets them. What? Yes. Yeah. How? They just. Seriously, like they run to the door and like he's walking and you're like, there's no way. Like you could just outrun Michael Myers. Now, my next thing is, is like, oh, you, you mean like getting to somebody's house and trying to get in? Is that what you're talking about? He all Like in the video that like they were testing, the guy always got to the people before they got in the house. Oh, okay. I thought you meant like running across a field. Like, no, 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 no. Like, you know, like you're down the block and like you're trying to get into your house. He most of the time. He was able to get them before they got into the house. But, like, just jump off of your porch and keep running. Yeah. What I give would, up. Is what I would do. Like, oh, he's 20 feet away. I better give up and go, go right. on somewhere else. Yeah. Like, don't corner yourself. I always thought it would be so easy to get away from Michael Myers. Like, he's the easiest guy to get away from. Just stay 10 feet in front of him. Yeah. Because he doesn't ever run. Never runs. Like, he's going to keep chasing you. Just stay like from me to the doorway. That's all you got to do. Yeah. Just always be close enough, but not too close. Because he's never going to run. Nope. Now, the other guys, you know, they'll, 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 they'll get you. I think I like Michael Myers the most because I always feel like I could get away from him. Like the, the, the. He doesn't scare you because you've, yeah. like, it feels not real. It's those demon ones that bother me. Yeah. I'm not a fan. Yep. I, I just try to skip them. Yeah, because that feels more like that could actually happen. Yeah, like we watched The Exorcism of Emily Rose that one time. I'm still screwed up from <laughs> the movie. I am. I'm, I'm not kidding. And those ones never bothered me. Oh, I don't bull, know why. Bull. They didn't. Oh, you're so full of shit. I think I'm, because I'm more scared of somebody killing me than being... There's demonized. a... Uh, there's a picture of, so like that's actually a true story. What? 
that Emily Rose. Oh, yeah. Like, that's her right there. She was starving herself, basically. Like, beating herself, and this was her before. The real-life Emily Rose. Um, so, this picture right here. This one still haunts me today. This picture, there, she's, she's walking around in the fog. She's got her hands all curled up. Anytime that I'm hunting and it is a foggy morning and I'm walking back to the spread for my pickup, it I always <laughs> go back to this. Oh my gosh. To this day. I've not seen that movie in probably 20 years. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it still bothers me. Like there was one time, this was a while back, but I was an adult at the time. I was in my 20s. It was foggy. Looked just like that. Exactly like that. I sprinted back to the spread. Didn't we walk watch that in the theater? Yes. I ran back to the spread. I was out of breath by the time I got back. I was running so hard. People were like, is something chasing you? Like, no, I'm just trying to get my exercise in. I had to play it off. I wasn't going to let them know I was scared of the fog. Still, still creeps me out to this day. And I don't know why horror movies... If 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 you're a lady in a horror movie, you gotta wear that moo moo. <laughs> Think about it. Every scary movie that we watch. Well, when there's something psycho, no, not everyone. Every when it's like the hot virgin. No, they're any, not wearing ev- that. No, no, no. Every demon movie. Yeah, they're, they're wearing that. Yeah, watch. I think it was. Um, the one where she projectile yeah. vomits. What's that one? The Conjuring. No, that's not the one I'm thinking. No, it's The Conjuring. No, but I'm thinking of a different one. Um, where the little girl... Look at her. She's wearing the same thing. It's <laughs> it's that moo-moo. That's what she's wearing. I hope your child doesn't walk in here. That um, one also freaked me out. Did, did you watch The Conjuring? I don't think I watched The Conjuring. Oh, boy. Be glad you didn't. What's the one with the the little girl? That's the like exorcist? Possessed? The yeah. exorcist. She's wearing yeah. the moo-moo. It was her nightgown. Moo But it was a moo Why is that outfit Maybe so scary? Maybe because they get possessed at night. No, but why and is back that... Back then, that's what they wore. Why is that outfit scary? I don't know. Hocus Pocus. That's what, that's what uh, the little girl's wearing. Whenever... Maybe that. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's just what they wore well, at night. she just woke up. Yeah. She had just woke so up. So it all happens at night, and that was popular yeah. night. Oh, my goodness. How did anybody get pregnant back then? I'm going to wear my scandalous moo-moo for you tonight. I'm wear my pink one. No, they don't. They, like, they couldn't do pink back then. No. You crazy? You could dye it with raspberries. Are you glad that you are born now and not like 100 years ago? When When is the time in, in, in history where you're like, I wish I could have lived through that? Oh, back when they like... Um Used to go to the drive-in, and what was that, like the 50s or 60s? 50s and 60s. Yeah, I think that would have been fun. You think so? Yeah. Because, I mean, we've talked about that before, like, I don't, I'm not that big on the TV and things like that. Like, I think the socialization of all of that would be fun. Just like we talked about Blake, where he lives. I mm-hmm. like the the thought that, like, they get together and watch football games <coughs> in the middle of the street and, like... More simple life like that. I think that'd be fun. But not so 70 years ago, basically. Yeah. Anytime before that, no. Yeah. 
Yeah, I could probably. Because I, that was like when cars started coming around, and like I, I definitely want a car. I don't want to go back far but most, enough. But to most where, people didn't have a car. Like Steve Barber, his family had one car, and the kids got it on Friday night, and I think they had to alternate. Well, how do you think mom grew up? Well, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't even know that I want to go back to that, other than like maybe mm. for a week. In Knox City, you really couldn't do without a car. I would just want to, I would just want to see it and then come back to now. I think we're living in the greatest period of human history. Things have never been easier. Exactly. Now that comes with easier. a very yeah comes with a cost. Yeah. I understand. Yeah. But like. The 1800s, you, you mean, you, you read some of the stories from back then, and it's like, it was terrible. I didn't say I wanted to go back there. No, 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 I'm just using that as an example. Like, it was awful. Yeah. Indians were always a problem. Like, you barely bathed. I, I, you know, listen, kudos to the men for putting up with that hooba stank. And they had a million kids. <laughs> Could you imagine? So like the men. What about the <sighs> what about the men that stunk? Think of the backbreaking labor they did. Oh, I, trust me, I get it. So goes both ways. Do you know how they came up with the phrase "Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater"? How you would run one bath a night or whenever you bathed, and the baby was last. The husband went first, mm. and then it went down the line. So by the time the baby got to take a bath, it was and everyone's filth. Brown, so they say. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater because you might lose the baby. <laughs> Poor baby. And they're so precious. But I mean, think about it. So, like we were talking earlier about you uh, pushing Reese through your birthing canal, and how frightening that was. Because we're out here in the middle of nowhere. We got an hour drive, Wichita Falls. Yeah. Anything can happen. Yeah. If you were on the plains or anywhere back then. You're just on your own. Well, but like you're in your little community and other people have had babies in that community. I mean, yes. It was, I mean, I'm yeah, sure you also midwives. saw a lot of people die. Yes. I'm sure in your community, you knew of women that had died giving birth. Mm -hmm. Or babies. And the thing is, is there wasn't birth control. So it was like, if you do the deed, your chances of getting pregnant. Well, you think they just weren't smart enough to pull out? That's what I was about to say. Wait a minute. I don't know when people figured out that that's how to do it. I don't know. Maybe they didn't know better. But David Gordon always used to say you could get pregnant on pre-cum. Yeah. I think he's... He's just, trying, he's just trying to scare people. <laughs> R.I.P. David Gordon. But I mean, like... You had to have ten kids just hoping that four of them would make it. <sighs> By the time you figure... Stop. You, you calm down. You're fine. By the time you, you know... Well, and they did that, too, to have people to labor their their fields. Right, yeah, stuff. you needed workers. Yeah. You needed cheap workers. Stop, Ollie. Go lay down. He is awful when Jeff's not here. Oh, he laid down. He listened to me. Just awful. Um... I don't know. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to put you through it. I think. I, I think we would be a, a a family without children. But you probably didn't know any better back then either. That's just the way you did it. Yeah. That's dumb. I'd be selfish. No kids for us. Why? Well, it's too dangerous. I'm she gonna, might die. Kid might die. I'm gonna bet there wasn't many people back there that back then that didn't have children. 
Oh, I mean, no, unless you had they, to. yeah, a million of them. Unless they had fertility problems, I'd like to know what the fertility infertility rate was back then. I wonder if it's because you know now it seems like it's like one in three or one in five. I mean, it's pretty high now. So I wonder if that's to do with preservatives or I mean things that we're putting in our bodies or maybe I can find something I doubt it I don't know how far data would go back that's exactly right oh no there is data well but we've also seen on um, what was that show we were watching recently about big pharma (coughs) dope sick yeah where they altered the data. Who? Um, for that drug. Yeah, but that was so that they could... No, I don't think anybody's going to lie about this. What are they going to gain? There's no money to be had. So... Does that act like it's good or bad? That's what I'm saying. I don't know. That's fertility rate, not infertility. So, okay. So people are more infertile now. Yeah. The fertility rate of a country is the average number of children that women from the country have. Actually, I think that's the number of kids. That's what I was about to say. That's not what that's saying at all. That's saying people used to have seven kids and now people are having two kids. Right. It did, however, rise to over two children between 1995 and 2010, although it is expected to drop again. By 2020, so this is old data, to just 1.78. So that is not at all what I was looking for. That's how many people had kids, or how many kids Mm -hmm. the average couple had. People had seven kids back in the 1800s. You had to. Let's see. And it started going down. Right around then. Three, let's see. That's crazy that it plummets in the 1940s to just over Well, when when was Depression? The Great Depression. Right there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. People were being responsible. They were like, I can't afford to feed more than this, so here's where we stop. There's a really, really sad... Well, don't show me. ...picture of a mom... No, you don't have to show me. ...selling her kids. Yeah, you don't have to show me that. Like on the front stoop. Just because she knew... They'd be better taken care of. Yeah, well. I don't know about better. I just said I didn't have to see it. Well, you can see it. Four children for sale. Inquire within. I wonder if that's a fake photo. That looks like a fake photo, doesn't it? Probably. Everybody says it's real, but... I don't know. I just think now... Kids were definitely tougher. Yeah, it says uh, the sad story of the children for sale. Four children for sale. Um, But I do want our kids to be able to handle whatever's coming next. Yeah. And I don't know if it's just the the doomsday, because, you know, like we were talking about earlier, like fear sells the... Fear is what makes the news cycle go round. Well, yeah, and it's... It's interesting, and it's, well, they're going to read about it. A lot of people really think that. Here's the deal. One day, I don't know what day it is, but if you just go with the averages, one day, 
America is not going to be what it is today. It's going to revert back. We're going to have a collapse of some sort. Now, it might be in our lifetime. It might be in our great-great-grandchildren's lifetime. But one day, it's going to happen. And if it, if it is in our kids' lifetimes, we have to do everything that we can to make sure that they are going to be able to weather the storm, is what I'm trying to say. You what know, do you mean? Like, what's going to fail? Like, Amer- I mean, being just, able to buy food in a grocery store? Yeah, everything. And- everything's going to collapse. There's not been a single, uh, there's not been a single dynasty that has not collapsed. Well. Ever. They're going to learn to hunt from you. Well. And uh, they're going to learn to garden from Nana and Pa. I mean, it just, it just, you just got to be a, a savage when that happens, unfortunately. And that's where I worry about Reeks, just because he's got that big heart. Yeah. You know? Jameson, not so much. Jameson a knife you. He, he no, he's got the heart. Oh, he knife He's you. got the he's got the fire too. He's got some. He's got. I don't know how he does it, but he's already got like street smarts. Somehow, Reese is just kind of oblivious. Yeah, Jameson, he's got that dog in him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Anyway, it's been almost an hour and a half. We got to do a pick 'em yet. We got to call Jeff, and then we got to get Reese. I'm gonna do a pick 'em with me. Yes. Uh, I haven't even watched a football game. Well, don't tell these people that. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Don't worry. I'll coach you. You're, it's the whole reason that, that you're out here right now. Oh, not for this for part this of it? For this and the pick them. Oh, okay. So, we got to do that, and then we got to go get You'd be better off letting Jameson do the pick them. <laughs> no. You'll be fine. He can come help me. There was something else I was going to bring up, and I can't remember what it was. Anything else funny about... Your memories of me birthing Reese. I still don't think that the pain you feel is worse than getting kicked in the nuts. Oh, what a jerk. Well, I've never got kicked in the nuts and been like, I can't wait to do that again. Yeah, because you didn't have anything good come out of it. (laughs) So. You said it did take you a while to figure out you want to have another kid. Oh, yeah. I told mom, I was like, do you ever want to do that again? Or do you just have to do it? And she said, you just have to do it. Was it worse than what you were expecting? Like, you've seen all the rom-com movies. Well, you asked me today, like, which was better, Reese or Jameson. I'm probably just going to say Jameson just because it was so much quicker. Because, Reese, I was miserable for three days. Leading up to it. Yes. Right. And so, which I'm... Totally because of that against induction. I wasn't induced, but he things happened. He threw me and my doctor threw me into labor. Right. I was not ready. And so because of that, I was miserable for three days. And so with Jameson, that's a fun story. Um, Jameson's named after Ron. And um, Ron was always at our house and he was at our house the night I went into labor with Jameson. Andy and him were doing a project, and then I had cooked supper. And so we were sitting at the supper table, and I'm counting, me and Andy are counting contractions, and I'm like kicking him, and he's timing them. And Ron was like, What's going on over there? And so we told him. And, anyways, um, to go to bed, Andy was like, well, What do we do? And I was like, Well, listen, I've done this once before, and I know, like, if I can sleep through them, they're not that bad. 
So I went to sleep and woke up at... I don't remember. I think I woke up at three. All I know is I was tired of counting contractions. Yeah. No, that was Reese that we were counting contractions all night. With Jameson, I think I woke up at like three. And then I think we got on the road at six. And I remember you called Steve Barber. And y'all were like just chit-chatting. What am I supposed to do? And when you're in pain, and kind of like when you're working out. And you don't like, want anybody else to be happy? No, like kind of like when I'm working out and Jameson like wants to talk to me. I'm like, don't talk to me. I'm working out. And I'm in pain. Like, don't talk to me. And y'all are just over there. Ch- oh, what are you doing? Um, up having coffee. And he's like, I'm having coffee. What are y'all doing? Oh, Jesse's in labor. We're headed to the hospital. And I'm like, get off the phone. Well, that's ugly. You don't want to be rude to Steve. He's old. What if he dies? And then, but the drugs worked with Reese and they didn't with Jameson. And so with Reese, everyone came in the room and like hung out for a while. And then with Jameson... I remember they all came in there, and I'm like, I'm mad. I'm like, what is everybody doing in here? I'm hurting. My epidural didn't work. And Jeff's like, oh, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what's wrong with you? He said that to me. What's wrong with you? I'm like, the hell do you mean what's wrong with what's me? What's wrong with me? I'm about to push a baby out. What do you mean what's wrong with me? And praise Jesus, because like, I was thinking my husband over there might pick up on the vibe and kick everybody out. Mm-mm. You did not. Mm-mm. And my mom was like. No, my mom. I th- no, my mom said. It was just them in there. No, everybody was in there. I don't remember that. Jeff, your mom, my mom and my dad. And my mom finally said, I think we all should leave. And I was like, thank you, God. Get these people out of here. This fly is about to drive me insane. Yeah, it's been on your head the whole time. Probably because his hat stinks. Probably. And then Jameson came out. We couldn't even post pictures of that. What do you mean? He was bruised oh, in the face. Oh, no, he, I, d- I did. I posted pictures. Like and you were like, you know, Mother's Love, you were like, yeah, you probably should take that down. Poor kid. He, I mean, he grew out of it, but my goodness, he well, was not good looking. I had right him then. so fast. He was, well, he was purple from birthing trauma. Mm, not good. So Jeff made me seem like a little shallow saying that I... How did he put it? You were talking about working out. Yeah. What did he tell you? He told me, he was like, I'm disappointed in your husband. And I was like, what? And he said, well, he said, if you ever gained, I don't remember how much he said, 30 pounds, he's kicking you to the curb. And I was like, good. We kind of have that mutual feeling of each other. Hold each other accountable. Yeah. I'm like, you know, it's one thing like, to marry someone the way they are and mm-hmm. then that that change i mean i agree like we hold each other accountable and we both have that mutual feeling so you would be okay if i told you you're getting a little absolutely a little plump i've and i've always told you like when people say when their wife's like does this make me look fat or does this right. look bad or whatever like because somebody's gonna be talking and, about it if you wear it out yeah and people are like, oh, that's a trap. Don't you ever tell your wife that? And I'm like, no. I'm asking you that because I want to know the truth. Like, it's not that I think I look fat. It's right. that I think I might look fat in that. Because if you go out wearing that, yeah, people are going to see you. Then people are going to talk about you. Exactly. Do you see what she was wearing? She's exactly. way too big to be wearing something like that. So you're doing your wife a favor by telling her she looks fat in that. And my, that's how I am in my house. 
Now, maybe not all women feel that way. I just don't think you should ask a question if you don't want the answer. Exactly. No, you shouldn't. Right? Exactly. Last thing before we get off here. Bigfoot or no Bigfoot? No Bigfoot. Not at all. Whoa. No Bigfoot. This was spotted on a train in Colorado. No Bigfoot. This was spotted. They're on a train. I feel like it would take a lot to pull to if that was a prank. How? What do you How mean? would that take a lot? To know, like, okay, we're going to be going by here. That at looks such like and pants. Such. We're going to be going by here at such and such that time. That looks like pants. So yes, you, that person could be like, oh, this train runs every day. From this to this time. Oh, so you think this person is just screwing with people on the train? Yes. Why else did he just sit there? Like, here, let me walk a little. That looks like pants. That's his butt. That's a shadow. That looks like pants. No, that's not real. Okay. But you're still saying, like, definitely no Bigfoot. Definitely no Bigfoot. But why are you saying that? Because somebody would have for sure caught it by now. Like, we would know it was a for sure thing by now. Part of me says yes because of how good trail cams are now. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, the woods are filled now, too. I mean, people's hunting grounds are filled with trail cams. But there's so much of the of the woods that humans don't go to. Humans wouldn't have a camera. So, I don't know. I think it's possible that a Bigfoot could be out there in a place that nobody so goes you're, to. So, you're not yes or no either. I'm way. not a hard no. I'm not definitely no. I think that there's a lot of people. I think there's a lot of credible people that have experienced things that they can't quite uh, wrap their head around. Here's the thing: if there's a Bigfoot, it's not just one. There's a Bigfoot species. Well, there was a long time ago. It was Gigantopithecus. Okay, so I mean, my, I mean, our whole lives we've heard about a maybe Bigfoot. So, like, he should be dead by now. No, and shouldn't people have seen bones and stuff? Well, I mean, we bury our dead. If they're human-like, well, okay, I mean, or and I mean, they oh, found no, dinosaur on. bones on. buried. Hold on, how many times? Which this wouldn't really apply to you, but how many times have you just been out in the woods and found a deer carcass? I'm I turkey hunt a lot. I'm I'm up and down and through the woods a lot. I've never found a deer carcass. I don't think. And they die. And then things eat them, and then they scatter the bones, and... I mean, you, you see a pile of bones after a while. Even cows. Like, I see more cow... I see I see way more cow carcasses than I ever do, like, a deer carcass. Yeah. I mean, I'm not out as often as... I understand. Yeah, that's what I mean. So. Like, it really wouldn't apply to you, but, like, even, like, during turkey season, when I'm... Yeah. I'm like, I'm... There's days where I'm putting miles in. I never just stumble across the random deer carcass. You know what I mean? So, and if they are somewhat intelligent, maybe they bury their dead. 
Maybe they have the ceremony like we do. So how are people finding dinosaur bones, but they're not... Riverbanks and stuff like that? You gotta figure when the dinosaurs, a lot of them were covered up. So they get exposed through these things. I guess. I don't know. This was a big dinosaur area. Did you know that? Mm-mm. Find a lot of dinosaur bones, like from here north. Oh, well, yeah. There's a, a, a museum in Seymour yeah. We I took the kids to. Yeah. So definitely no Bigfoot. Definitely no Bigfoot. 100%. 100%. And you're just saying that just because we haven't found a reputable... Yeah, we haven't found bones. We... I mean, we would have got, got something by now. Okay. That's, that's my answer. You can show me any pictures. I don't believe the internet either. But, no, I'm just saying that Gigantopithecus was a real ape-like thing. Yeah, it looks like an ape. Well, I mean, that's what, Big, that's what Bigfoot's going to be. That's what Harry and the Hendersons was. We don't have apes here. Jesse. You're way too smart for that. What? What do you mean, what? Gigantic. That's what Bigfoot is. Bigfoot's a big ape. It's a big hairy ape. So, there was this that lived, says, 100,000 years ago. Maybe some made it. Maybe what? Maybe some of the Gigantopithecus oh. made it. Last question, UFOs, yes or no? Aliens, yes or no? We've had this conversation. From another, from another wherever. We've had this conversation. You're, you're a hard no on Bigfoot. Where are you on the barometer of aliens? Probably maybe. Probably maybe. So you're given you're given life forms from another galaxy. That have to travel thousands of light years away. So now you're trying to make me look no, like an idiot. No, no, I'm not yes. trying. To, I'm just trying to gauge yes. where you are. You think that's so see more, people? You think that he's that's a drug. more he, plausible? He tries to make his own wife even look like an idiot. You think that that's more plausible than Gigantopithecus offspring making it? I'm just saying. I w we got to ask Payne. Payne acts like there is. And he, he sh he's supposed to know the answer to that one. Yeah, he can't tell us, though. So. I know, but I just... I'm not asking Payne. I'm asking you, though. I know. I'm asking I, you. I you just, so you said probably, maybe. I just feel like from Payne, yeah. Is that 60%? Is that 30%? What's probably, maybe, on a scale of... 30%. 30%, yes. Yeah. That's, that's probably, probably. Exactly. I said probably, probably. May no, I said probably maybe. I don't know if I want them to exist or not. You do. You think they do? That's that. No, I definitely think that they do. I just don't know that I want it to be real. Like I think if they said it was, oh yeah, they're out there, I'd be like, oh shit. See, and you're way too. Like that's how you are. You just think too much. Hmm. And I'm just one of those that's going to worry about it when I have to worry about it. Worry about it when you're getting probed. Yep. Hmm. Teach his own, I guess. I mean, what? Am I going to do something to to, no, to change it? To stop anything. it? To 
Mm-mm. I mean. Nothing. Nothing you can do. So I'm going to worry about what I've got going on in my family and making birthday cakes and making sure you've got laundry and. Stay in your lane is what you're going to do. I'm staying in my lane. I'm taking care of my things. There you go. Until. Until have a you reason have to. to do otherwise. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough answer. Yep. Are you ready for hunting season? Ish. It's going to be weird this year. Why would you be ready for hunting season? You're supposed to say no. Oh. What do you mean ish? Why would I mean, you be ready for it? enjoy it in a way but this year's gonna be weird i don't know if Why? i'm ready for it or not i'm not gonna know like anybody and i've noticed the older that i get like you know used to like well and maybe part of that was working out at the lodge too like i actually had connections with people and now it's like i'm the mom yep like nobody bothers with me I'm you'll just, know everybody i'm just who are you mom. not gonna know well just josh and blake We've got like a whole new crew. No. And we do. Josh Moore's going to be here next week. Logan's going to be here next week. Oh. Lexi's going to be here next week. And that's all that's coming for a while. Blake will be here after a while. We got a new pheasant guide and a new helper. Happy will be here uh, next week. But I mean, even still some of them, like I'm not close with, like, like back in the day when we didn't have kids, like Mm -hmm. those were like our family. Right. I mean, they all came over every night. We watched TV together. Like, so the older that we get, it's like, and I mean, I have kids, so. Right. I'm just the mom, except for with Blake and Josh, but everybody else, like, and like we've talked about before, it's almost like those younger ones, like, don't really, like, try to get into our group. Like, they kind of form their own little group. Yeah. But I don't, I mean, kind of a tough group to get in at. I just I mean, mean, I just mean, we like, had our group when Blake came in. Yeah, but we weren't as busy then either. We were able to take in more people into our lives because we didn't have kids. Yeah. Or our kids were very young and didn't, you know, demand much attention. I mean, I think this year. It'll be easier on me just because of our kids being older. Like right. They're getting to the age where they don't require... Because, like, I feel like most of the time out at the lodge, like, I can't even focus on talking to people because I'm right. making this plate and I'm making that plate. and. So it's hard to make a connection whenever you are pulled in yeah. so many different directions. I don't know. It's uh, It's a weird thing because, like, it's like a time warp. Like, you just, you look up and it's February. Yeah. Well, because we, I mean, <clears throat> even think about our summer. Yeah. We've just, we've been so busy. And I've been the busiest this year at my job than ever. And, you know, still trying to juggle all of my daily things. So, but, I don't know. I'm ready for it. But then again, I've enjoyed the off season. Mm-hmm. I used to not enjoy the off season. Like, right. it was always like, okay, we just got to get to November. Or even September. Like, once dove season got here, like, it was no big deal. But Yeah. And I'm still that way with September and October, but it's like, once that seven days a week, 315 wake-up call comes, it's like, ooh, better buckle your chin strap. 
And it's weird to say, but, and I've even told you this, like, even as long as I've been in it, I'm still figuring out what works for me Mm -hmm. and what's still, I mean, because just like I told you last year, I said, you know, people, and, and I am lucky that I get to see you every day, but the problem is, is whenever I see you, I'm with everyone else too. Mm -hmm. So we all know that with your significant other, you have conversations with each other that you're not going to have in front of other people right well i'm that way about everything like i I, like anything that has to do with my personal life i don't want any of it yeah you don't we don't do that. like even even about like it could just be something about like the kids or something yeah like shut it down it's not something reese did this at school today or had this happen it's like i don't a lot of times i don't even want that brought up out here because I don't want everybody else's opinion. It, right. Like, I we just want to make our own. <clears throat> well, I just want to have a conversation with you about whatever happened, and I don't need, oh, well, what happened? Yeah. What, 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 you know, oh, oh he got. Poor baby, or this, that, or the other. Like, right. Let us who know the actual situation. Or just he spilled his spaghetti on him. Like, I don't want to hear everybody's opinion on that. Right. Just like, yeah, whatever. Like, let's, okay, let's move on. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't want eight different people commenting on something. So it can be something just as small as that. Yeah. But I'm kind of that way with everything. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're comfortable together. And we have our way, and we have our realm, and, you know, we have similar views, and, uh, you know. I'm just private. <clears throat> just don't need, I just don't need the extra noise. Well, not, I mean, yeah. Not necessarily just private, just comfortable in your own thoughts and inputs. And so that, that part to me gets very hard that, I mean, cause then when you get home, like, I don't want to bother you with stuff cause it's time to X, Y, Z, like get our kids bathed into bed and then you're snoring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you're a very good hunter's wife. Thank you. Just take care of it. and Even though I already had one meltdown before it even started. <laughs> take care of it and I'll uh, we'll pick this back up in February. Yeah. We do a good job, but been doing it a long time. You knew what you were getting. Yeah. Well, you know, I had a cousin who went through that and I'm like, I kind of had sympathy for the girl because I was like, you say that, you know what you're getting into, but you don't truly know. Not until you're in it. You don't know until you're in it. And I still have my emotional struggles every single year. Well, you do a good job. So Thank you. You get to do it all over again this year. You're just telling me that because you want to keep doing it. <laughs> all right, we do have to get off here because we got to do that pick them, and then Go otherwise we up our birthday boy. not going to make it to pick up Reese. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Jeff will be back next week. We will have... Uh, three brand new episodes next week. We have Asher uh, Tolliver on from Die Bomb. We have Marty Brooks. Uh, he just recently did a big concert with Oliver Anthony. And then we got a couple. We'll uh, recap our Canada trips. And then we got a couple other guests uh, already lined up for the week after that. So hunting season is here. It is going to open up for us here in Texas next week. And it's going to be seven days a week of just go, 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 go. Balls to the walls. November's going to be busier now than any other year that we've ever had. So, good problem to have. Um, If you need anything, you can message me. If you're looking for a hunt, 
uh, call the office, message Jeff, and we appreciate everybody for listening, and have a great and safe Halloween if we don't talk to you before then. Bye-bye. Gotta press that button. That would be helpful. This episode is brought to you by the Looking Glass Podcast, Lucky Duck, Ducks Unlimited, Double T British Kennels, Mossberg, Stanfield Outfitters, Alpha Outdoor Specialties, Hemp Hill Farms, Shin Gear, Dirty Duck Coffee, Dive Bomb Industries, Pacific Calls, Boss Shot Shows, and MLR Graphics. <laughs>